Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, pre-recording from the home bunker. Folks, I'm very excited to be taking some much-needed time off from all of my shows. As you know, I host three of them, uh, with Woke AF being my flagship show. And I love this show because I get to bring on guests that may not quite squarely fit inside of politics, but nonetheless, we're able to have conversations that connect politics to our daily lives, to our emotions. And I think that that is the thing. When people say ridiculous comments like, you know, I'm not into politics or, you know, I'm not about politics, like I'm not a political person. It's just like, are you breathing? Are you paying attention? Because everything in your life is actually controlled by politics and by policy. So it would behoove you to pay attention to the ways in which you are either treated fairly or unfairly or justly or unjustly based on those things. And so this conversation, fantastic, which is coming up with Dr. Bella DePaolo. She is the author of the book, Single at Heart, The Power, Freedom, and Heart-Feeling Joy of Single Life. And she is a leading expert on single life and has given a TED Talk that has garnered over one and a half million views. And she speaks to millions of people across the globe who are drawn to the single life. And she has been doing case studies on this work for quite some time. In my conversation with Dr. DePaolo, I was shocked to learn some things about the way that single people are kind of treated and discarded in this country. And, you know, she opened my eyes to so many things, but also we had a conversation steeped in the politics of singledom, right? The decision that a lot of people are making, young, ge- younger generations, that one, it isn't just about the fact that they can't afford to get married or afford to leave home or any of those things, not looking at the choice to be single through an economic lens, but actually looking at it through a political one. 
And there are a lot of great reasons why people are choosing not to get married or maybe get married later in life or stay single, as Dr. DiPaolo has. And so it was a really interesting conversation about shifting, again, expanding and shifting our perspective to, you know, move beyond what we've been force fed as like the natural way, you know, the natural course of life. You're single, you go to school or you go into a vocation, you meet somebody, you're young, you get married, you start having kids, you buy a car, you buy a house, you go into debt, you know, you raise those kids to the best of your ability and the cycle continues. And there's a lot of disruption. And I think that that is why, you know, and and we talk about this in this episode, why the right wing is pushing their forced labor agenda, why they are, you know, terrified of critical thinking, because guess what that provides? Freedom and liberation to think and do and move and act differently. And that's absolutely what they don't want. So we get into a really incredible conversation that I hope all of you will enjoy. And whether you are married, you are single, you are divorced or widowed, I think that this is an extraordinary conversation about the possibility of what it means to center joy in our lives in a different way. Again, her book is Single at Heart, The Power, Freedom, and Heart-Filling Joy of Single Life. Coming up next, my conversation with social scientist, Dr. Bella DePaolo. Folks, I am very excited to welcome to Woke AF Daily for the very first time, Dr. Bella DePaolo, who is the author of the book, Single at Heart, The Power, Freedom, and Heart-Filling Joy of Single Life, um, and is a renowned speaker whose TED Talk um, has garnered now um, 1.7 million views in talking about um, what it means to be single, the, I guess, the, I like to say it, the lies we've all been told about the benefits um, of marriage. Um, so, uh, Dr. DiPaolo, I, I just want to start off with thank you, um, <laughs> in all honesty, Um you know, folks that listen to this show know um, I was married for, um, God, uh, 15 years and um, and I'm divorced now and I'm, I'm also queer. Um, but when I was, you know, reading and listening to your talk, you know, I was one of those people that was on the front line fighting for marriage equality. Why? Because of the 1500 plus rights uh, that you get through the federal government if, in fact, you are married. And so marriage equality and fighting for marriage for me was so important and is still important because I feel that you should have the right to love and marry who you choose. But when you started to get into the economics of it and the mm -hmm. politics of it, you realize just how advantaged married people were versus single, which is why the fight for marriage equality wasn't just about the recognition of same-sex mm -hmm. relationships, it was also about government recognition. Our friends and families, if you were, you know, privileged enough, had already accepted you, loved you, and appreciated you. Um, and so did your God. But the government, however, did not. Um, so I just want to talk about, you know, the thoughts, your thoughts initially around kind of the politics around 
being married versus single in the United States? Yes. Thank you for having me on. And thank you for that question. Those benefits and protections that you mentioned, so many of them, they are available only to people who are legally married. So, of course, that was one of the motivations for all the effort that went into the legalization of same-sex marriage. But where does that leave single people of any orientation or identity or status? They are still left out of all those benefits and protections. And I think that no one should have to get married to be treated as a full-fledged citizen. And, you know, these benefits are they are really big things. So, yeah. for example, um, I, as a lifelong single person, no kids, I, pay in, I might pay into Social Security just like a colleague who is married and works the same number of hours, the same number of years. Maybe I even do better work. But um, when that my colleague dies, their benefits go to their spouse and under certain conditions to a whole series of ex-spouses, whereas mine go back into the system. I can't give my Social Security that I contributed to every year of my working life to anyone, and no one could give their benefits to me. Wow. See, so here we go with the uh, bells. I did not know that. Um, I had, I had no idea that you weren't able to dictate, like when people pass away and you have money in a bank account, it goes Mm -hmm. to your next of kin. My assumption was that the same was true for your social security. No. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, so, you know, talk to me about your decision and was it an active decision to be single, to be a lifelong single person? Well, you know, I never wanted to be married, but it seemed like everyone else did, or they at least wanted to be romantically coupled. And so for a long time, I thought, well, wanting to get married or to be coupled, it was kind of like getting bitten by a bug. And I was a little slow and I just hadn't gotten bitten yet. And I don't have like one clear aha moment. But over time, I think really in my 30s or late 30s, I started realizing, self, you are never going to be bitten. You're going to always love being single. And once I realized that, It was really transformative because then I wasn't holding back in any way, thinking, well, maybe my life is going to change. So I bought a house and I Mm -hmm. decided to, you know, do what I wanted with my career and where I lived. And it, it was just joyful. And I also invested in uh, becoming a scholar of single life. I used to uh, have expertise in the psychology of lying and detecting lies, which is interesting. <laughs> which would also be helpful nowadays. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I actually pu- uh, published something in the Washington Post about Trump's lies very early on, which was wildly successful or, you know, popular. And, of course, invited lots of hate mail from from the MAGA types. So that was interesting. But I mean, my work on singles, I'm just passionate about. So it's, it's different. 
Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You know, you were in a different generation, right, where I think that and and uh, as am I, I think that, you know, um, older generations were all about get married, have a baby, get the house, get the quote unquote American dream. Yes. My uh, parents are, uh, I guess, boomers, I guess would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're boomers. So they're that ge- it is uh-huh. it is the same generation. It is you know, dictated to you. There was never, you know, you had a couple of shows that I can think of that celebrated single women, you know, or, you know, Kate and Ellie were the divorce best friends that lived together in the 80s and were raising their kids together. But there were no reinforcements truly about a singledom being an opportunity. It was always like, if you're single, there's something wrong. And and I'll, I'll say, there's something wrong with you. But if you are divorced, it's like, oh, you were chosen at one time. Yes. Right. And some but right. something went something went awry. So you're still okay. There is like this skeptical like, why do you like I I think that it has changed over generations, the skepticism towards mm-hmm. people who choose singledom. But what do what do you make of how we've progressed in this idea or, or evolved? over generations. Yeah. You know, um, I was born in 1953. I'm 70. And 1956 was the year of when people got married in the U.S. at the youngest rate, at youngest age, going all the way back to 1890. So women were, on the average, 20 years old when they first married, which means which that is crazy. half of them were teenagers. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, so that's a whole different thing. And, of course, the divorce rate was low. So back then, it was like divorce was, oh, she's a divorcee. And it was <laughs> considered shameful. Now it's like you said, you know, if you divorce, well, at least somebody loved you once. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's, I mean, that's. You know what I'm saying? That's like the, that's the psychology around it. Right, right. And what I'm trying to do is, is reverse or or challenge all of that. And I'm trying to say that if you're single, um, 
especially if you're single at heart. And let me just take a second and, mm-hmm. and say what I mean by that. People who are single at heart want to be single. They want to stay single. They are flourishing and happy because they are single, not in spite of it. And so they are living their most meaningful, fulfilling, uh, psychologically rich and authentic lives. Okay, where was I before? <laughs> when Talking about the, gener- the generational shift about being oh, yeah. single. Yeah, so, um, so what I'm trying to say is that for people who are single at heart, single life isn't limiting it throws the doors wide open to a big, bigger, more expansive life. So for single people, people who are single at heart, you know, love can mean romantic love, but it's not stuck in that box. I mean, love can mean the love of your close friends, your mentors, your pets, spiritual figures. Um, it's just a big, wide open, open-armed concept. Same thing for family. Family can mean the way we usually think of it, but it also can mean the people you choose as family. Intimacy can mean sexual intimacy, but it can also mean emotional intimacy. And people who are single at heart have skills and um, attitudes that serve them well and that are less often honed by people who are in, con- in conventional um, coupled relationships. So for example, the one of the stereotypes about single people is that they're lonely. Well, in fact, people who are single at heart love their solitude. They want time to themselves. It, um, you know, it is something that helps them flourish and relax and be more creative and more insightful about themselves. And if you are comfortable with time to yourself, that's a great protection against loneliness. So rather than being especially susceptible to it, we are especially um, protected against it. And that's not that we all want to spend all of our time alone. And I like to say the people who are single, instead of having the one, we have the ones. So we tend to the people in our lives who matter, whoever they may be, without needing to worry that a romantic partner wants all that time and attention to themselves. Fair. You know, in in your TED Talk um, that you did back in 2017 that has now garnered over a million views, um, you put up a chart um, and you'd put up a chart where you showed what the perception was from college students oh, right? oh, yeah, the perce- so the, yeah the perception yeah. that college students had um on what they believe their happiness level would be if they <laughs> remain single versus married and you put up their idea first on both levels right. and then the reality yeah and i thought it was really funny and i you know i i want you to tell the the listeners like what what the difference was because i i thought that it was really telling and I want to I want to ask you a, a question after you after you explain the chart. Yeah, sure. So um, my colleague Wendy Morris and I asked, uh, I think it was like 760 college students, how happy do you think you would be if you got married, and how happy do you think you would be if you stayed single? Well, 
the marriage. They rated themselves about as happy as they could possibly right. be. And then for the sing- if they stayed single, they thought they would be miserable. Well, there are studies of you know tens of thousands of people who are followed for more than 20 years over the course of their adult lives. So we know who stays sing- who stays happy or not. And it turns out that they're, they're very, the lines of the, the degrees of happiness are very similar. In fact, if you follow people who get married and see how happy they were before and after, well, as they approach the time of their wedding, you know, the early years of their marriage, they get a little bit happier. You know, they get this big party. And it's all so exciting. <laughs> and then they go back to being as happy or as unhappy as they were before they got married. And that brief honeymoon effect, we like to call it, where they, you know, they're on their honeymoon and they're really happy. Um, that The only people who get that are the people who get married and stay married. Mm-hmm. On average, the people who are headed toward divorce are already getting a little less happy as the day of their wedding approaches rather than getting happier. Yeah, I just I thought it was so interesting because, again, your perception versus like the reality is all skewed based on how you're socialized, right? The kind yes. of films, your family, Why? like your schooling, your friends, um, mm-hmm. your colleagues, all of these things that mm-hmm. contribute to your perspe- perception mm-hmm. of what your happiness could possibly be like. If we didn't have an entire industry, mm-hmm. right? And this goes back to the politics and the capitalism and greed and the yeah. wedding industrial complex oh, yeah. and all of these things. If we didn't have an entire system that was driving people towards this way and said you could be happy regardless, and if uh-huh. you had the same, you know, you saw two sides of the same coin, I don't think that their perception would have been so down in the dumps. I think right. it'd be like, well, I could be equally yeah. happy being single yes. and fulfilled, and I could also be fulfilled and happy if I got married. Um and so I find I find it really interesting. And I wonder the, the, the follow up question that I have for you is reports are saying um, that Generation Z, right, uh, mm-hmm. and millennials who have just about turned 40 mm-hmm. and then Generation Z coming behind them are less likely to get married than their yes. parents and their grandparents were. Yes. Now, the lens that people are reporting this through is largely through economics. They don't have the money to get married. They don't have the money to leave home and start off lives like uh, the boomers did at 20, Uh getting married and homes are cheap and cars are cheap and all of these things. What do you make of it, though, through your lens? Is it that they have seen divorces, you know, their grandparents divorced, their parents divorced? Like, what, what do you make of the idea that we may have and I'll talk about the other politics around it, a generation of young folks who decide that like, yeah, this is not it for me. Right. Thank you for asking that. There are so many articles and opinion pieces about this, and it's all about the barriers. You know, they don't have the money or or maybe they're running away from it because because their parents were divorced or all that kind of stuff. What's missing is... The attraction of single life, the powerful um, 
rewards and freedom and heart-filling joy of single life. And one thing that's happening, going back to what I said earlier about the age at which people first marry. So now it's up to about 30 for men and 28 for women. So that means that for men, half of all men who marry for the first time are older than 30. Well, they've had a whole decade almost Mm -hmm. that men in past generations did not have to spend time being single. And maybe they, you know, they get a taste of the freedom of it, the, the, uh, the joy of it, the power of it. And so for me, what I like to look at are the are what's positive about single life. And and that's a whole different frame than the way everything is framed now, which is everyone wants to get married. And if they don't, what's standing in their way? (laughs) And I want to change that and say, you know, some people live their best, most fulfilling, meaningful, and psychologically rich lives by being single. And if they got me, the risk to them is not what they would lose if they never put a romantic partner at the center of their lives, but what they would lose if they did. See, and that's, that's the perspective that I think that people are truly afraid to delve into. And I'll, I'll, I, I'll take a stab and a spin at what I believe the politics of this moment that we are seeing and how it plays out in what in in single dumb versus married, you know, you can look at the economic trajectory of women after Roe v. Wade, right? Mm. The ability to um, go into the workplace, the ability to decide when and if and how you wanted to have a family gave women the independence that they did not have pre-Roe v. Wade. Mm -hmm. Well, when conservatives are now looking at this and they're not thinking to themselves, well, how do we make marriage and coupled in and all of these things more attractive so people want to procreate? They're like, no, we'll just take the right away altogether and Mm -hmm. we'll force it, right? Mm -hmm. We'll force you into these situations that then require women to stay home, which we saw during COVID, right? right? Where people had to quit their jobs because they had to care for their kids. And it's like this this kind of dragging people back to this pre-Roe v. Wade era, which, again, was never about the celebration of independence. It was about restriction, right? Yes. And I think what you're saying is true of lots of other things that are going on politically. And I think that... What, when you have this Roe v. Wade, but also you have all this celebration of marriage and two-parent families. There was a book that came out recently about, you know, two-parent families are better, you know, suck it up, get used to it. And I think a lot of this, it's, it's not because we're all so secure about the place of marriage in our lives. It's because we're so insecure. And I think what's happening is that single people have been making progress, clearly in their numbers. And that is threatening to people who don't want that to happen. And so what we're seeing now 
is backlash. It's just like Susan Faludi famously described in her book called Backlash, that when uh, women started making progress, that's when <laughs> there was all this pushback and, you know, no, women can't be, can't be that great and they have to stay in their place and don't you want to be a nice housewife and not have ambitions and, you know. And I mean, and I think that what's interesting here, too, is that over the past, you know, five decades, Mm -hmm. you know, during the passage of Roe v. Wade, the independence of women, women being able to secure their own financial future, because what people forget is that women weren't able to get credit cards until 1974 without without the signage of their fathers or their husbands. Right. So there was no financial freedom. And I think that when we look at how now women, people of color, those that were marginalized can actually flourish mm-hmm. without having to bind themselves to another person to yes. keep their heads above water and you see these options, I mm-hmm. think that that's what's driving the yes. numbers. It isn't about the obstacles to marriage, but it's just like, wait, you mean that I don't have to have kids? I don't mm-hmm. have to be married? I can have... Uh, I I can be economically stable. Um, I can do these things. I can travel. I can, you know, take on Mm -hmm. second, third, fourth careers because I'm not um, I'm I'm not anchored to said Mm -hmm. person, said thing or what have you. Like my life isn't about compromising so much with another person. It's about what do I want? Right. Mm -hmm. And set and like you said, centering yourself as opposed Mm -hmm. to centering a spouse. Right. And living authentically because of it. Yeah. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six x visit tomboyx.com me focus features presents back to black i want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles experience the music and her story know this i ain't no spice girl like never before that's my daughter that's my amy on the big screen I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Final question for for you. What are your hopes um, for single people in the future, right? Like reading your book, right. listening to your TED Talks, knowing that like I see more um, best solo travel for women, best solo, yes. tra- you know, I yes. see more of these things 
now in the last several years than I ever had before. What are your hopes for for how we think about singleness in the future? I hope we understand that single life can be not only just as good as coupled life, but for some people, it's their best life. And that single people, even if they would want to be coupled, should still live their single years joyfully, unapologetically, and fully. I I, I love it so much. I, I think it's amazing. Um, you know, Dr. Bella DePaolo, I, I really hope that you'll join us again on, on, on Woke AF. Folks, the book is Single at Heart, The Power, Freedom, and Heart-Filling Joy of Single Life. And I would encourage everyone to check out the TED Talk uh, that now has over a million views. Really appreciate you making the time. Thank you. This was fun. That is it for me today, dear friends, on Woke AF, as always. Power to the people and to all the people. Power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six x visit tomboyx.com if a new house is on your wish list in the next five years grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an ohio homebuyer plus account from kemba financial credit union a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn seven percent apy a five hundred dollar matching bonus and a fifteen hundred dollar mortgage closing cost credit learn more at kemba.org offer expires march 31st 2025 apy equals annual percentage yield restrictions apply nmls 292230 equal housing lender federally insured by ncua Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.